I've got good news. That gum you like is gonna come back in style. Where we're from, the birds sing a pretty song. And there's always... It's another edition of Sounds from the Street. I am your humble host, DJ Aisha, and I have some special guests here today. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? I'm sure nobody that we know is listening. I can't confirm that. You guys might listen to it later. Are these mics both on? Yes. Yeah, hey, I'm, uh, I'm Mr. Chan. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Mr. Chan yes. in the hat. <laughs> and I'm Mr. Dwan. Hello there. You're so conspicuous there in the corner. So how does it feel, I guess for you, what does it feel like to be in the studio like a few, not even weeks? It's been what, like a few weeks since the last time you were here? Uh, it's probably been August. Yeah, so that's a couple of months, or yeah, probably a month and a half ago. It's been an interesting uh, few months. It has been, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> no, it's good to be back though. I love this studio. So it's kind of it's kind of a different vibe. It's more like intimate, and this is more like the vibe that I'm used to. It's harder. It's harder for me when there's more people, because then you're like. Oh my god, I have oh, so right. many people to like pay attention to. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> it's also wanna... like uh I remember the last time I was here though it was summertime, so the sun was still out. Summertime, summertime, summertime. Now that it's summertime. super dark. I know. <laughs> yes. I know. I was like, is it five o'clock? Am I really going to the station? These two things never happen. Like like I feel like I was just here. Like that's how that's how fast the time is going right now. Oh, because you're only here like once or twice a week or something and I hadn't been here since before the move oh really yeah and then I came last week and I was like damn I need to start coming here more often uh-huh. well part of the reason yeah, is yes I'm glad that you're here you yeah. get to experience all things mutiny yeah. um, there might space. be there might be a show after this as well it's like a poetry show oh, nice. so in case Here? you guys are into, mm-hmm. oh, cool. if she, if she comes, sometimes they don't come, but that's the freedom that we get here at Mutiny. It's kind of like how Monster used to be, but not anymore. <laughs> Anyways, so <laughs> leave it at that. Um, so uh, based on uh, some of those drinks, <laughs> I had some drinks last night. Uh, I might be having more drinks tomorrow night, but TBD. So uh, monster cables, right? What? what Monster cables. (laughs) Monster drinks. Monster trucks. Monster sports drinks. (laughs) Disgusting. (laughs) I spit it out. Or what about Monster.com, that jobs company? Oh, yeah. Uh, Remember them? I remember them. You know that um, Representative Katie Porter, she used a job posting from Monster.com to make the CEO of J.P. Morgan look like a fucking jackass. And it was amazing. All right. Well, she didn't didn't really want to make him look like a jackass, but she was like, you realize that your employees are not able to survive on the minimal wages that you pay them? $16 an hour for a bank teller position in Irvine, California. Oh, wow. But yeah, it was 
pretty amazing to watch. <laughs> wow, when did that happen? Um, I think recently, like in the past few months. Yeah. Do you guys follow, um, there's a few different sites, but it's like, it's mostly politics, to be honest. Now this, there's now this politics, now this election, now this food, now this climate, you know, it just depends on the, the top sports, you know, they have different, different topics, but they're all, it kind of reminds me of vice a little bit. Because it's, you know, it's one-on-one. They'll interview all the candidates that are running for president. So it just depends what your interests are. But, of course, I follow the politics. Because they have all the, you know, the impeachment hearings, anything that's, you know, newsworthy. And the monster story was on Now This? Yes, because she referenced a job posting from the site. So I was like, I think I work for them. I'm not sure. I'll have to do some research. Figure it out. <laughs> so anyways, back to um, some other news that we have. I usually read um, the music news from enemy.com and then my old co-host, she used to read from pitchfork.com or Consequence of Sound. But I just stick with the enemy because that's what I've done for like years and years and years. So anyways, there's a new Batman movie in the works. Um, Robert Pattinson, I guess, is signed on as he's going to play the Batman. Um, Let's see. Over the years, more than a few of Hollywood's biggest names have donned the cowl. From Adam West's uh, lycra-clad crusader in the 60s to Christian Bale and his gritty, gravel-voiced modern take on Gotham's protector, every new actor has something different to add to the role. Now there's a new Dark Knight on the prowl. It's going to be hard to keep up with all of the names, unless you're very familiar. Yeah, it's hard to keep up. (laughs) (laughs) Directed by Matt Reeves, who also directed Cloverfield. That was really Uh, good. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's a good one. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I don't think I saw that one. Is that the newer one? It's too many of those. I want to watch the original. Original Planet of the Apes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The one with Chuck. (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna be Uh, like. yeah, Yeah, those are awesome. I'm going to be like, wait, is this going to happen? those futuristic ones. Like, yeah. I, I, I right? haven't seen one since, but I have memories of those. Like, yeah. Where it takes place like in like these futuristic architectural scenes and stuff where like, everything's like white and pristine looking and very oh, angular. God. But then there's these eight men running around. Not in I this. I really like that contrast. Yeah. It's like <laughs> not the studio. The studio is not going to survive the catatonic nuclear blast that's going to take place or maybe it would that would be kind of <laughs> promising yeah <laughs> i mean there's some protection right there. <laughs> there's a lot of good energy yeah that's gonna it's gonna positive jesus is here you know jesus <laughs> to the rescue really where behind you and he has a, oh, a golden a golden okay. halo <laughs> Yeah, there we go. <laughs> He's so aptly placed behind you because <laughs> you need him. Yeah. Um, but anyways, <laughs> starring. Yeah, he's all about fitness too. I wonder who else is going to be in this film. Starring some of Hollywood's hottest talent, Warner Brothers' upcoming superhero drama is a whole new take on the world's greatest detective. Similar but not connected to this year's uh, Joker biopic. Did you guys see that? I did not. not It's really good. (laughs) So good. But everything kind of ties into like what's going on like now. 
I don't know if it's okay. just me or maybe it's because I follow uh, Michael Moore. He's like, you got to see it. And I'm like, I'm going to trust Michael Moore. Like, yeah, he knows yeah, what the yeah, fuck yeah, is yeah. going on. Yeah, <laughs> He's known what has been going on. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. Um, but anyways, he recommended it. So I was like, okay, I like Joaquin Phoenix. Um, yeah. Superb. Fantastic. Even Robert De Niro's in it. And you don't even notice that Robert De Niro is in it. Oh, really? That's how good. Major part, or kind of. He plays like a a TV show host. That you don't even think Robert De Niro. Yeah. Interesting. I thought that was impressive. Um, Let's see. Yes, the Batman stars Robert Pattinson and will be a standalone effort. Eager to know more. I thought they were going to have something interesting to say about it. That did not happen. Um, apparently, it's going to be in the U.S. on June 25th, 2021. So we have plenty of time to get ready. I mean, we have to get through 2020. Let's let's be quite honest about that. Uh, 2020 is going to be an epic year in terms of, um, you know, the presidential election. Um, some uh, congressional districts are up for re-election and, and Senate seats. So hold on to your hats and your scarves and your entire body (laughs) it's gonna be like i feel like it's gonna be worse honestly it's gonna be worse than the last time around than 2016 because uh yeah people assumed a lot of stuff and didn't didn't pan out the way they they planned it so but i guess we have to figure out who's actually gonna who's actually gonna go up against trump that's still we still got a whole year to Watch them duke it out. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> There's still an entire year. That's crazy. And there's How it is already yeah. a lot of candidates. Like even though um, I just watched the the latest um, debate, uh, which had ten candidates, I think there's still like twenty at least. Like not all of them attend the debates. But anyways, I don't know if you're into politics. But anyways, what else have we got in the news? Oh yeah, there's also a lot of propaganda going on. Um, Sasha Baron Cohen, uh, you might know him as uh, Borat. Uh, He was also Ali G. (laughs) He's had a few um, interesting characters over the years. Bruno wasn't as good as Borat, but I still went to watch it. I was like, oh, that's funny, but... Borat was like the epic character that he played. Um, But he's, you know, he's been using his notoriety and platform to stand up against a lot of the hate that's going on because he's Jewish. And um, I think he's he has some kind of connection in his family to to Israel or the Jewish religion. So anyways, uh, he's calling social media and Internet giants the greatest propaganda machine in history. (laughs) He's just calling it like he sees it. Um, If Facebook uh, were around in the 1930s, it would have allowed Hitler to post 30 second ads on his solution to the Jewish problem. Sasha Baron Cohen has attacked social media and internet giants, including Facebook, Twitter, Google, and YouTube, saying they together form the greatest propaganda machine in history. There is a corresponding video at enemy.com. I think I started watching it 
yesterday and got distracted, so I'll definitely watch it later. The Who is America actor and comedian criticized the companies during his acceptance speech for his ADL um, International Leadership Award in New York yesterday. All this hate and violence is being facilitated by a handful of internet companies that amount to the greatest propaganda machine in history. Think about it. Facebook, YouTube, and Google, Twitter, and others. They reach billions of people. The algorithms these platforms depend on deliberately amplify the type of content that keeps you users engaged uh, stories that appeal to our baser instincts and that trigger and that triggers outrage and fear well yeah <laughs> we're just learning this now right or we're kind of um, or at least we're paying attention to it now um, the celebrated screenwriter and director who's also known for his satirical on-screen characters including Ali G and Borat Sagdiev then targeted Facebook directly by calling out their advertising standards. If you pay them, Facebook will run any political ad you want, even if it's a lie, he said, and they'll even help you micro-target those lies to their users for maximum effect. Under this twisted logic, if Facebook were around in the 1930s, it would have allowed Hitler, blah, 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 blah. So here's a good standard in practice. Facebook, start fact-checking political ads before you run them. Stop micro-targeted lies immediately, and when the ads are false, give back the money and don't publish them. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Nothing beyond that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, interesting. In related news, the social network writer Aaron Sorkin has written an open letter to Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg in which he claims the CEO has allowed crazy lies to spread on his platform. It comes after... Uh, Zuckerberg refused to ban political advertising on the social media site. Uh, earlier this week, Neil Young, remember him? Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, he revealed that he is no longer using Facebook, posting in his archives website. Uh, the veteran rocker slammed the social media site and said his site is no longer interested in further links with Facebook and will be discontinuing use. I should do it too. Um, yeah, yeah. Really, me too. <laughs> Hashtag me too. Hashtag, I know, right? Seriously, that too, by the way. Um, he wrote in the posting entitled Facebook is Toast at NYA. Young wrote Facebook is facing criticism for sponsoring the annual gala of the Federalist Society, the powerful right wing organization behind the nomination of the conservative Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Ew. Yeah, the more I find out about, and then they said that Zuckerberg supports <laughs> yeah, Trump or is endorsing Trump. Huh? What? They said that Zuckerberg met with Trump recently. The CEO of Facebook met with him, mm -hmm. and I don't know if that means he's endorsing him, but they made oh, it sound yeah, like he was. Anyways, I think I'm going to go throw up, so uh, give me a moment. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you never know what's going to happen at Mutiny Radio, but you might get sick while you're on the air. So You don't have a throw up uh, sound effect? I don't. I used to have sound effects when I was... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just like choking to death. <laughs> I'm falling over, guys. Whoop. Just fast. We do. We have to act it out like a hundred years ago. Maybe and there's just... an app for it. Yes, there probably is. No, I had a bunch. I think I downloaded them and had it on a a hard drive. <laughs> Remember those? Like a physical hard drive 
which I still have. I still have a physical hard drive. Nice, yeah. Um, But anyways, um, I did do an interview with uh, the singer of the Cherry Poppin' Daddies. Do you remember them? Mm -hmm. Uh, So they're doing a show tomorrow night at Slim's, and they don't play that often, so you guys should definitely uh, go check them out. Uh, So you want to stay tuned for that interview. Um, But in the meantime, I was... Uh, believe it or not, I put a playlist together, so you want to uh, stay tuned for that as well. And in the meantime, what are your guys' thoughts so far about everything? <laughs> everything, yeah. I can only think about the very moment in front of me. So. Yes. I like I'll, that. I'll just leave you with a quote by uh, what, Lauren Hill, I think. Everything is everything. Oh my God, I love that song. Did you guys? Bam, yes. Did you guys Ditto. ever get to see her? I haven't seen uh, her. Some recently. One but of I these days. Her. I think I have. Oh, like, nice. Um, I don't know. For some reason, I feel like I've seen the Fugees. The Fugees, yeah. That yeah, was about Dang. the '90s. But she plays like she'll she'll play. I don't want to say every year, but like here and there, mm. like kind of scattered around. Like, oh my God, she's playing! I think it would be worth seeing her. Seeing you know who her. I saw was at the Roots. Was she playing uh, back in the day too? Like in the mid maybe, nineties? Maybe. Maybe it was like a collaboration or something. Or Is it? Female singer in the Roots. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to look it up. That's a good question. Uh, but yeah, anyways, I'm not the hip hop expert. But. We will look it up. That's what's great about Google. <laughs> don't don't record our conversations. Thanks. Stay tuned for more Mutiny Radio.
for me a really trend and making life real better breaking order like a leader now follow pop, pop, pop in the collar yeah hustle a dollar you can't touch it's a mc hammer in my mom's string hopper jump in the chopper yeah chop up a mango with salt and pepper holla 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 true scholar with an honor and i'm here to shine the light on the matter at the border i see the patroller cruising past in their car Crippin' in my socks and slipper Mexicans say hola At the border I see the patroller Cruising past in their car Hiding in my Toyota Corolla Everybody say yalla
It's gonna be nice and sweet when I come sweep you off your feet. You won't think I'm such a creep when I change your mind. I was nice and you were cold. You were bored when I was bold. I just want my jellies rolled when I change your mind.
Madonna in there I've been I don't know I've just been listening to her stuff I want to say like from when she started up until that album came out and I guess it's kind of sentimental for me so I hope you'll just bear with me on that um no it's just a, it was like a period of transition in my life um you know going from high school to college um and uh yeah I mean she's kind of a fierce woman she was just here uh, in San Francisco, she did a residency at the Golden Gate Theater that I kind of wanted to go to. And then when I saw the ticket prices, I was like, well, I did see her on the confessions tour. So it's not like I'm missing out, but then I feel like I'm missing out. But hey, better to have seen her once than never to have seen her ever. Uh, before that was uh, Sarah McLachlan from her infamous album, Surfacing. Uh, the song's called Adia. And she's going to be playing at the Fox Theater. Um, I forgot the exact date. Um, you can go on Facebook and find it. But she's also uh, an amazing singer-songwriter. Um, you might remember her from the 90s. She put together uh, the infamous uh, women's music festival called the Lilith Fair. And I guess it was kind of a big deal because uh, women were having trouble getting headlining spots in music festivals. And hopefully that's not true anymore. Uh, but yeah, um, maybe they'll bring it back. Um, they're doing a lot of those retro music festivals now. Like they kind of had that for the Arroyo Seco weekend that I went to kind of like flashback to the nineties guys. Um, but there's some little ones, you know, popping up here and there. And before that was Herbie Hancock, uh, song is called Rocket. And before that was (laughs) the infamous M, uh, that, that song that you probably heard on MTV and the radio all the freaking time. It's like the 40th anniversary of uh, that song called Pop Music. And it's just really catchy. It's just one of those songs where if I went on a road trip and I wanted to annoy the people that were in the same vehicle, I would just play that song on repeat, to be honest. <laughs> and let's see, before that had um the velvet underground with i found a reason from their album loaded and before that was primal scream from give out but don't give up and the song is called jailbird and the reason why um i chose them 
for today's playlist is it's the it's been four years since I saw them at the Warfield and I took some really amazing pictures of that show and I want to say the people that were standing in the crowd with me were pretty awesome asked some tall guy if I could stand in front of him and he let me do it so I got some really great photos um and uh yeah it was just um it was a, a really great show so uh definitely recommend seeing them i miss them at the Fillmore. that was a few years ago but um you know better luck next time oh they were touring i was trying to remember who did they tour with <laughs> they were opening for the cult and it's so funny i i enjoyed seeing the cult but i really liked primal scream i was they were kind of giving some shit to primal scream like they're so daft or they're so like you know they're kind of uppity or whatever they were kind of giving them some shade and it's like i actually like primal scream better but you know primal scream i think is more you know 90s brit pop if you will whereas the cult were more definitely more contemporary like you would hear their their music on the radio they'd see, you'd see them on mtv i mean they're great but just in terms of performance style i really enjoyed primal scream definitely have that throwback you know um 60s um rock and roll vibe do you like uh primal scream Gosh, do you remember i think they were Sorry i didn't have your mic they kind of they had that one album i played a song earlier in the set that was from the same uh, album as uh, their most famous song I want to say is Rocks and they kind of sound like they're influenced by like the Rolling Stones Tina Turner like that kind of vibe cool. um, but they were a little bit later they were in the 90s so they were the, yeah. the same era as you know Britpop like Oasis and Pulp nice. and all that stuff was going on but they had more of like um, they were trying to bridge a gap between like 60s rock and roll and the 90s dance scene. Huh. They were like somewhere in between that. Awesome. Um, but I really enjoyed seeing them and they opened for the cult and I just wasn't impressed with the cult like I was with Primal Scream. Oh, wow. Even though they were considered the opening act. Because right. people were like, oh, they're from England. They're so... Mm-hmm. They were kind of giving them shit, and I was like, they're actually better <laughs> than the main screen? act. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're still around. Um, they played at the at uh, the Fillmore, but I did not see them at the Fillmore. I saw them at the Warfield, and okay. um, I don't know why I'm thinking of this now. Yes, but, um, think of it. S- you, have you heard of the Death Valley Girls? Yes, I have. Did you see them? I they haven't came, seen them. They came out and played at the chapel recently. I really wanted to go to that, but. Guess who I did see at the chapel recently? Who? <laughs> uh, they broke up a few years ago and just got back together. The Vivian girls oh, from yeah. New York City. And I was like, I wonder why I'd never heard of them. I mean, yeah, they're definitely yeah. that, like, you, like inspired by the raincoats, um, Sonic Youth, the Velvet nice. Underground. Like, they definitely no had that. But they were pretty good. I mean, cool. you could come. Chapel. Yeah, I know. I love I love the chapel too. Um, Fred Armisen from SNL. He's gonna be part of Sketchfest, and he's gonna be playing some music there. So I'm like, oh, I want to see Fred again. He okay. is so freaking funny because he, you know, he does his like comedy thing, but then he mixes it with songs now. Yeah, like that's yeah. kind of his his thing. But I saw him at a Clusterfest. I don't know if I told you guys about it. 
Um, it's like a big comedy festival and I went to see some of his performances. Some of it was with another, uh, comedy troupe or comedy group that he's affiliated with. And then he was doing his own thing and then he was talking with Amy Poehler. So I was like, I've seen everything that he's done. It's good enough. It's not good enough. There's always more. (laughs) There's always more stuff to see because you never know like what they're going to do, you know, next so to say. But anyways, um, I'm going through the set list. Do you guys like Wire? Uh, yes, I do like them. I don't know them a whole lot. Yes. They, I've seen them twice, and I did see them years ago when they actually played old material, which was great. But then I saw them recently, and they didn't play any old material. So I was like, fuck. <laughs> but yeah, I got I to. Be, I, I could have this totally wrong. But who, who's the lead singer of? Uh... Uh, Colin Newman. Okay, no, no, no. Yeah. No, I, okay, I don't know them actually. They were all I art students. Yeah. I can't remember the name of the school they went to. I should look it up. But they were all originally art students, and then you know, punk happened in London, okay, in yeah. you know, nineteen seventy six or whatever, and they started a group. So a lot of their album covers are very art you know for the time period anyway they're very modern um so if even if you looked at it today you would be like you'd think it was from something more recent because they were kind of uh trying to this is before like you know gary newman or i mean that was kind of happening at the same time but kind of in the 80s it definitely became more visual but i feel like wow they were pretty fucking visual for 1976 um, but great songs. All the songs are like two minutes and less. So that's perfect for these days, right? <laughs> um, but anyways, it was cool to see them. They have a new album coming out. So I'm guessing they're going to tour at some point. And if you haven't checked them out, definitely check them out. And before that was Cherry Pop and Daddies, who I'm going to be playing the interview really soon. I swear. Stay tuned. Um, and that's from the infamous album Zoot Suit Riot. And they're going to be playing at Slim's tomorrow night. In case you guys are interested, go check them out. It's the holiday season. And apparently they're going to be playing um, more, not just like show tunes, but also they had a ska era at some point in the early days, like in the 80s. So they're going to be kind of going in between some of those infamous albums of theirs. So you'll hear more of that in the interview. And before that was the Jesus and Mary Chain, who were, I got to see twice, like two nights in a row. And that made up for all the times that I never saw them. Oh, man. Because I was like, why would I see the same band two nights in a row? (laughs) That is your legitimate, unless you've been a fan for years, they would punch me in the face. Um, But I was like, I guess, because my friend is a big fan, and he was like, we're we're going. So I'm like, okay. Um, So we stayed to see them both nights at Burger Boogaloo, and it was absolutely worth it. Yeah, I remember when you uh, were going to that show, and I was... Oh, Crying. So jealous. <laughs> You're like, I, I was in a there. corner. <laughs> the next day, I searched YouTube for the performance, and it was there. So I kind of got to see it. <laughs> and it was, yeah, it was so good. I mean, yeah, just the way he sings. Was, yeah, Their was, style, yeah. like, it was, I mean, it was already. It was still there. Yeah, like that energy, that whole vibe. 
the old vibe. Oh, they had so and I so much. Yeah, just it was still there. I didn't realize they had new material. They released an album within a new album oh, okay. within yeah. the past few years. Mm-hmm. But I was like, it just sounds like something they would do. It just sounds like they could write these songs. They can keep writing more songs. They can yeah, keep putting yeah. out new material and you'll know that it's them. It's yeah. very yeah. specific. Yeah. In that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's uh, Tumble Down. And before that was another band that I love uh, from Los Angeles, of all places, uh, La Boucherettes. You've probably heard me talk about them. And I finally got to interview Terry, I think it was last year, when they opened for a band called Hot Snakes. Oh, yes. At yes. August Hall. Yeah, from uh, Rock from the Crypt and uh, um, Drive from... Drive... Uh, wait... Drive Lake Jehu, yes. What? Drive Lake Jehu, right? You know something that yeah, I yeah, don't. Yeah. San Diego guys, right? Something like that. Yes. Yeah, but they're always rockers. And it's it sucks because the one time that they were actually headlining at Bottom of the Hill, I wasn't able to make it. But I've seen them when they're opening for like Iggy and the Stooges <laughs> when they were still around. Um, who else did she open for? Um, the, you know how they're affiliated with At the Drive-In? So I think they toured with At okay. the Drive-In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, just any of those any of those bands. You'd be like, what the fuck? And then they just toured with L7, who just got back together. Oh, yeah. So, you know, they're, they're always on the road. Um, so definitely check them out. She's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's L7. I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. From what I remember of the 90s, yes. (laughs) Little tidbits here and there. When I think of L7, I think of Warp Tour, but I don't know. I I mix them up with Luna. Do you remember the Luna Chicks? Yeah, 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 totally. They went to the same school. They did? (laughs) Yeah. You're just grouping them together. Same art school. (laughs) Totally. There's Luna Chicks graffiti all over the hallways. (laughs) Same time period, but whatever the 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 warp tour is over actually they just did the 25th anniversary so it's not over they're fucking liars <laughs> they can't move on from it's like the the 50 year olds that still have a skateboard they just can't part with it yeah, exactly. they just can't move on they're still fucking stuck in a time warp <laughs> am i getting closer to the right age <laughs> no shade a little bit off no shade at all. Um, wow, I still have time to go. Okay, let's a uh, few more songs. Oh, I played Sly and the Family Stone because I've been one because you know represent San Francisco. Represent. Uh, he influenced Prince. Yeah, yeah. He had a house in Marin. I think I was watching some interview that he did, and I was like, "That's legit." Interesting. Yeah. Interesting, interesting times. Um, you can make it if you try. And they were one yeah. of, back in the day, they were like one of the, they were the first integrated, uh, you know, white and black integrated group to be on television. Oh, really? I think. Okay. Don't quote me on that, but that's when I was like, wow. Huge influence for one of my favorite bands, Fishbone. Yep. Yeah. I saw Fishbone. Oh. I saw him at. A lot of times, love him. I've seen him a few times too. I think they were at Outside Lands recently. Really? I think it was Outside Lands. Maybe not, but I've seen them. (laughs) Those guys are amazing. The good old days, 90s. Yeah. Um, And then before that was Art of Noise, because for whatever reason, I like instrumentals from the 80s. Don't ask me why. Um, More like 12 inch 
type stuff from the 80s and a little bit of the 90s. It's kind of my backdrop right now, but don't ask me why. Um, <laughs> I've been finding playlists on Spotify and I just, I stick with the playlist forever. Like I don't differentiate. Sometimes I do, but I get stuck on one playlist where I'm like, whoever made this really gets it. <laughs> they totally just kind of opened my mind to this, this um, uh, way of thinking or way of uh, moving about my day. <laughs> and it works for me, but it's probably better to switch it up because otherwise you kind of get stuck, right? You're like, I can't move past this, you know? Seriously, seriously. That's what it feels like in certain places, definitely. Uh, monster, um, monster drinks has a tendency to do that. Monster sports drinks. Yeah, I would imagine. And um, if you guys know anyone in the UK, please tell them to register to vote. There's a general election that's going to be happening in two weeks. Um, MIA and Lily Allen are some of the big names who are trying to get uh, people to register to vote. And I know that Lily Allen is backing Jeremy Corbyn, who's part of the, the Labour Party, who would be um, in opposition to Boris Johnson, which would be their, their Trump. Right. So... I, I stand in solidarity with that, <laughs> meaning, you know, register to vote if you're over there um, and people over here should register to vote as well. Um, but anyways, she, um, MIA was here two years ago. I was going to go see her twice, but I only got to see her in Chicago when I went to Riot Fest and then I didn't make it to the, the Fox theater show, but maybe she'll be back. It seems like she's writing a new album and letting people know she's, she's still at it. So, uh, they can't get rid of her. So that's a good thing. Let's keep her. She's got some, did you just say vote? Uh, totally yeah so that included vote yes it's like a general yes Yes. let's keep her yes to all of that apparently it's all of the above yeah (laughs) apparently it's hard to get like visas here too for musicians like it's getting harder like because of everything that's going on um yeah free speech is in the the wings people so let's pay attention to that shall we um, before that was, <laughs> I told you this playlist is catchy. Uh, Cameo, do you remember that? <laughs> oh, the reason why I like the song is because one of the the high intensity interval training classes, he plays like old, like he'll put in like some old school stuff along with like Beyonce and the usual, you know, the the current hip hop scene or whatever. But I can tell when he puts in like, you know, the retro shit like stuff that would be on MTV or the radio. So I'm like, that's not something new. I'm kind of curious to find out more. Okay. But I've never actually had a conversation with him. I haven't been like, hey, so so yeah, that playlist. Because I'm like this at the end of the class. <laughs> Am I alive right now? And then on my walk of shame back home which isn't that far at all i just walk from salesforce to to my house i'm like looking at people like for for sympathy like people i've never met before like do you know what i just went through and i i lived through i lived through that it was terrible but here i am (laughs) but anyways i appreciate and i'm always interested in people's you know curated 
playlists? Like, how did he come up with that? Like, what's going on in his life? What inspires him? You know, remember um, mixtapes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, no, no. Mix CDs? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, people should do that because they should express themselves through mixtapes. Yeah. They really should. Yeah. They really should. And before that was Gang, <laughs> gang DVDs, of Four. Yeah. Or wait, uh, CDRs. That's right. CDRs. Yeah, so what did yeah. we call those? Trackless? C- uh, yes. What's your CD tracklist? <laughs> We used to make CDRs for each other all the time. Man. Oh my God! Did you guys ever? Speaking of which, did you ever download or use um, Audio Galaxy and LimeWire and Kazaa and break your computer? LimeWire, yeah. Uh, I mean, we're we're more from the the uh, Napster. Oh, okay. Generation. You were before me. That's right. I <laughs> but it was similar because you could get. I never really used Napster surprisingly. Oh, come but on, I was. Man. But I was so awesome. I was kind of. I didn't. It was so awesome, you guys, because we were kids, right? I know we. I had the time to like sit in front of the computer. Not that I'm not sitting in front of a computer, but um. I was just borrowing CDs from people that I knew and yeah. r- ripping ripping them down. Yeah, it was all about ripping. Yeah, and then rip, uh, rip, and rip, like, burning them. Holy shit! I still have them. They're on fire, rip guys. Now they're collecting dust. But I still have it. But there's less of me like, I want to listen to that song that I know is not on Spotify. Like, there's less of me doing that. But before, it was like, it was so fresh. Like, yeah, get my CD player out. Um, I want to listen to the B-sides. You know, it's stuff that wasn't on the album. Um, It wasn't something that you can get online. But in my head, I was like, God, I want to listen to that. I need to do that more. I need to spend like a couple days where I'm like, I'm listening to all the B-sides that I know Spotify and none of these other online streaming uh, situations will ever have the light of day, Mm -hmm. but LPs are selling more than they ever have. So that's how I'm ending the show on a positive note. And finally going to be playing the interview I did with Cherry Pop and Daddy. So stay tuned and enjoy. this the internet because you're going to be able to directly access your fans and blah 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 it was this big you know way that they pitched it and then as soon as it got uh, a stranglehold on the on the everything then they went well now that we've we have you we're not going to pay you because the money comes through us we're the gatekeeper and we're just going to make it really just like the insurance companies make it really hard for, for you to see you know who's it's not a direct line to if you, um, like for instance, even on something like Spotify, right? If you mm-hmm. yeah. if you listen to the Cherry Pop Daddies on Spotify, I, yeah. it's not like okay, I get a micro set of that. That's not how it works. It actually mm. works like they pay the biggest acts in the world, the ten biggest right. acts in the world, the, a certain percentage of everything, and then they mm-hmm. split the, the the remainder up between everybody else. That's how it works. So it's not even direct. Oh, interesting. Question for you. Is iTunes, is is it something similar to that? iTunes is better, actually. iTunes is a better percentage. But iTunes doesn't exist anymore. So so that's going away. 
Right. <laughs> I but, was like, that was bad. But <laughs> yeah, they're just they're just they're various for each of the vendors is they're not none none of them is really good, but of mm-hmm. the of the of all the vendors, iTunes was the best. Apple was the best for for you know relationship with the musicians. Gotcha. But you know, it's well, just hopefully. I guess but going to the shows and buying the merch and buying like the yes, CDs that is CDs super is super helpful. Kind of the way to go still, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and certain scenes are better. Like I have a friend who is in the uh, sort of like that uh, sludgy stoner metal thing, you know, where they play yeah. you know eleven minute songs and right and mm-hmm. uh, and hardly any vocals, you know. But that scene is super. Um, um, supportive. They they will like when the when a record comes out for that scene, they everybody wants to buy the vinyl and you know they're very you know it's a very niche scene but it's very supportive of the of the acts you know. Whereas something like say the swing scene is mm-hmm. incredibly unsupportive because it's about huh. the dancers, right? Oh, so if you're in, right. if you're a swing band, you basically can do no right. You know, <laughs> because okay. you, you know, first of all, people have heard they, uh, you know, they they want heard uh, they think they know what swing is, and it's not what you do. First off, right, mm-hmm. and they don't want to make it new. They want to dance to records. It's about dancing, you know, and mm-hmm. it's not about they don't want to have a live band. They don't. They all they want to do is belittle and marginalize the bands, you huh. know. So it's a totally mm-hmm. different scene, whereas in the music scene for, like, and, you know, like, I'd say that ska is much more supportive than oh, yeah. a scene than the swing scene is. Absolutely. You know, and, you know, the, the, that's what it is. So the, and and something like metal or is very supportive. Unfortunately. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, unfo- well, just good for them. <laughs> you know, that's the style. And we don't, the daddies play a different styles of music, you know, but yeah. we're, we're known as a swing band because we were, you know, in 1988, that was the big idea, right? Was we'd right. play, we'd play kind of swing, except we'd imbue it with the idea of punk rock, right? Right. And the energy of punk rock, but still be and swing music being sw- swung, something is swung, like it's a rhythmic thing, right? With mm-hmm. horns, mm-hmm. right? Not that we were trying to be, Glenn Miller or anything. That was not what we tried to do. We tried to be more of a, you know, more of a jump bluesy slash jazz version of punk rock. I always enjoy it more when it's more of a hybrid instead of something that's, you know, straight up blues or straight up right. rock and roll. Like well, I do too. Been Why, because then you're just, then it's just, then you're just, I mean, we, the daddies can, we do play things orthodox we can play orthodox swing music just like, you know, granddad used to make, right? We do that, (laughs) you know, but uh, we didn't start doing that. We started making the hybrid because we felt like, Hey, let's make a, you know, let's make something that's, that's vital for today, modern and vital. Let's talk about things. You know, we don't, we can use it as a kind of, um, you know, it just uh, the which how you wrap it is within a, with a swing kind of wrapping, and it's fun and dancing, dancing, dancing's great, and the fact that people yep. can touch, and, and it's more of a, a 
uh, female females have a bigger say in the scene, the swing scene, which I love, you know, because uh-huh. it's more the dancing. You know, a lot of like the, that scene that my friends in is, you know, the stone or metal scene is a sausage party. I mean, it's pretty much, you know, dudes. You know, there there is there there is girls in the scene, but they're you know, it's really a dudeish scene. Whereas in the swing scene is really cool because, you know, I'd say it's at least a half, if not three quarters, female. You know, and there are rules, and yeah, it's really cool. You know, there are rules, dancing. You know, to you know, you have to learn some things to dance, which I think is great. But unfortunately, it doesn't translate to, um, you know, uh, support and and the bands. I mean, it's a very it's elitist. Down to it, uh, you know. Weird. Socks. That's a bummer. Yeah, it I is think, a bummer because it's such a I fun think. scene, and there's so many good things about it. But right. it's not, you know, it is a music slash dance scene. Didn't isn't it? Didn't last. The music side of it didn't last. The dance scene, you know, is mm-hmm. is worldwide. You know, every you can go anywhere, Beijing, and there's going to be a large contingent of swing dancers. You know. Nice. I but they just haven't. <laughs> Well, San Francisco area was the big, that was the big starting point, really. Mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. L.A. and San Francisco in the beginning. Nice. But San Francisco maybe even more than L.A. Uh-huh, uh-huh. More, um, you know, artistic back then? or I just think thinkers. that they're more, yeah, I think San Francisco in the day, it's different now, but. Uh, yeah. It, in the day, it was more just you know experimental and willing to try. You know, the audiences are always great there. You know, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. just to, they want they're looking for something new. They didn't, you know what I mean? It was just a, yes. It was a really interesting time, and a lot of punk rock people, I think, you know, as they aged, they looked for something that would have a kind of that would tick the boxes for them, and so like just like. Uh, I think swing music was kind of that one of those things that you could, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. kind of keep your. It was more sophisticated. As you, we got older, we got more sophisticated, but um, you know, musically. But you know, it didn't. It the scene didn't go the way that I had hoped it would have gone. Yeah, it was kind of like a, a blip in part of my childhood in the in the nineties, and then it kind of. You know, disappeared well, after yeah. that. It got too. It kind of got too big. You know what I mean? Right. It didn't stay major. Right. It became a. It became a big pop cultural moment, and that was sort of the, the mm-hmm. death knell of it. Because in, when right. it was a when it was kind of a niche scene where, mm-hmm. in you know uh, various cities we'd go and there, this scene you know the shows were big, and yeah. cool, kind of like a big rockabilly show. That's what it was like, you know, except swing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of, it was cool, and then it was then it got people you know some of the mainstream you know we had our song and 